This week's parsha begins Vaschanan El Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu imploring the Rabbeinu Shalom to reconsider his harsh decree and allow him to fulfill his lifelong dream to enter into Eretz Yisrael. In fact, Moshe doesn't just raise the subject with Hashem one time. He davens 515 tefillahs, the numerical value of Eschanan, for Hashem to nullify his decree. Moshe's tefillahs generally considered the model, the paradigm of all Jewish prayer, one we should all emulate. So I'd like to share with you a powerful idea about the Koyach of tefillah. David HaMelech said, and this is a Pasuk in Tehillim, Kayol Tarek Moyim. Just like the Ayal, this thirsty deer, longs for a stream of water, so my soul yearns and longs for you, Hashem. The question is, the Pasuk says, Ka'ayol Tarek. Ayal is a male deer. Ayal is Lashon Zachar, masculine. However, Tarek, meaning to yearn, is Lashon Nekeva. It's a feminine way of saying longs and yearns. So it should have said, Ka'ayol Tarek. Ayal Tarek is grammatically inconsistent. So Rabbi Isaac Kharif explained it with a fascinating medrash. The medrash on Tehillim says that the female deer is gifted with the tremendous power of prayers. When there's a shortage of rain in the jungle and the animals are thirsty, all the animals get together and approach the female deer and beg it to use its penetrating powers of prayer to shake the heavens and beseech Hashem for rain. The doe is caring and compassionate and she obliges and she doubts. But what would happen if when the animals ask her to pray for rain, she's about to give birth and finds herself in the throes of intense labor pains? There's hardly any greater pain in the world than the process of childbirth. And at that moment, the doe is in agony and she wants to cry out for her own plight. So she has a decision to make. Do I cry out for my own pain or do I heed the call of the other animals who are thirsty and pray for them? Says the Madrish, because the doe is empathetic, she ignores her own needs, she forgets about her own excruciating pain, and instead davens for rain for her fellow animals. Now we understand the contradiction of Kayal, Lashon Zachar, and Tarek, Lashon Nekeva. This doe is really Ayala, female, but Kayal pretends that she is Ayal, a male deer. While she's in labor, she's asked to pray for rain. For those few crucial moments, she transforms herself into a male. She pretends that she is male that cannot have labor pains. And instead, ta'arag. She yearns and cries and prays for others. She davens for water for all the other animals in the forest. What a beautiful idea. It's not easy to think of others when we ourselves are in pain. Especially when we are in the same predicament when we're suffering from the same ailment. How can I daven for my friend's daughter to get engaged when I myself have two older singles sitting at home struggling to find their shidduch? But Chazal tell us, When we daven for others, we become the channel and the conduit by which Hashem sends His Yeshua's through. And subsequently, we benefit by having our prayers answered first. This is the Koyach of Tefillah. Just last week, we mourned the loss of the Poisik Adar, Rav Yitzchak Weiss, the Gavit of the Eda Chredis in Yisrael. After Rav Weiss got married, he went to learn in a coil in Gateshead, under the tutelage of the renowned Rav Yoh Desla, the famed author of the Sefer Michtov Meliyahu. When Rav Desla moved to Yisrael, Rav Weiss replaced him as the Rosh Koyla. 
One day, an older bacher approached him and asked him, I'm dating this girl and it's progressing nicely, but I have a physical ailment which I've never ever disclosed to anyone. Do I have to reveal it to her? Ravais told him, This is something that I can't pass on myself. Give me a few days and come back to me. He contacted a few local rabbanim and he consulted with a few doctors and specialists in the field, but couldn't get any clarity. So he decided to write a letter to his mentor and predecessor of Dessler. A few days later, he gets a letter back in the mail. This is a question for the Gadol Hadar. I will consult with the Chazanish. The Chazanish didn't like to publicize such rulings as people use it as precedents for future similar Shilas. And because of the complexities and the nuances involved in each case, it requires precise evaluation. So Rav Desla came to the Chazanish with the question, and the Chazanish asked him, what's the name of the boy, and a few other poignant questions about the case. And then he told him, come back to me in three days, I will have an answer for you. Three days later, he tells him, tell the boy he does not have to reveal his ailment to the girl. However, don't use this ruling as precedence for future similar shilas. A few days later, the boy went to the doctor for treatment, and the doctor takes a scan, and the ailment is gone. And they're standing there looking at the screen, and they're shocked. They can't believe it. This chronic condition that has been haunting him for years, and now it's as if he never even had it. The Chazanish later said, This was such a difficult decision for me to make, so for three days I davened and cried that he'd be healed from this disease. And that's why I told them not to use this ruling for future cases. This is the Koyachav Tefillah, a condition that was plaguing him for years, gone with a few sincere Tefillahs. And it doesn't have to be the prayers of the Chazanish. Ki ata shamea tefillahs kolpeh. A heartfelt tefillah from any person can nullify any evil decree. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.